death is coming for you. Now, just out of curiosity, how many of you have actually seen the new Avengers movie at this point? You are my people. <laughs> so, last weekend was a big weekend for Marvel Studios. Avengers Infinity War, the third movie in the Avengers series, came out, and it debuted to what is being hailed as a record opening, the biggest box office opening weekend of all time, until the next big movie comes out, I guess. But a lot of people want to see these movies. A lot of people have invested over the past decade, since 2008, seeing how these characters are coming together. Expectations are really, really high, and that makes sense because you have over 20-some individual superheroes being woven together. In order to do so, in order to have a story that is going to be worthy of Earth's mightiest heroes, well, you need to have a threat. You need to have a threat that is going to be able to stand up. You need a threat that is going to be able to bring these heroes together, not just around the earth, but across the vast stretches of the cosmos. So how about a threat that could wipe out half of all life in the universe with a snap of his fingers? Enter Thanos. In the comic books, Thanos is known as the Mad Titan. For decades, he has stood as one of the most fearsome villains in the Marvel Comics universe. We caught our first glimpse of this character, Thanos, in the mid-credits scene back in the first Avengers movie. Thanos is now the big bad of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Infinity War is Thanos' movie. He is the central character. It is all about his journey to achieve his goal. And Thanos is powerful. He is arguably one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel movies, but he is wanting more power. He is wanting power to do that which is beyond the grasp of mere mortals. Now, in both the comics and the movie, so no spoilers here, Thanos is pursuing the Infinity Stones. These stones have served as kind of the cinematic MacGuffins which have motivated most of the plots of the Marvel movies over the past decade, getting the heroes and villains into conflict, choose, uh, having them chase after the control of these artifacts. But without getting into their various origins, these cosmic relics allow the people who control them to have control over the various aspects of the universe as we know it. They talked about the control of power, space, reality, time, soul, mind. And if someone were able to get control of all six infinity stones, it would grant them virtually godlike abilities. Now Thanos' reason for wanting the Infinity Stones and the infinite power that they convey is simple. He wants to kill off half of the universe. Now if you have a villain with a goal such as that one, he better have a solid name. So why Thanos? Well, the Greek word for death 
is Thanatos. That is what Thanos' name should have been, but Jim Starlin, the artist who created this character, simply thought that the word was spelled differently. Thanos is all about death. The reason for Thanos' motivations differ between the comics and the movies. In the former, Thanos idolizes death. Rather, you could say that he's infatuated with it. He's pursuing the affections of the manifestation of death in the Marvel Universe, Mistress Death, and to offer her up a gift, he seeks to wipe out half of life in the universe. In the movies, though, he explains that he has a different motive. He says he's ultimately trying to preserve life. He's simply using mass genocide as a tool for population control. Thanos sees himself as the lone actor who cares enough about the universe and the only one who can do or will do what needs to be done. But however this mad titan might spin it, though, Thanos is still all about death. And death is coming for you. That's a problem. Now, you and I, we don't have to deal with a mad titan but we do have to deal with death. And we don't have access to infinity stones that can change reality or wind back time. We lose people that we love. We see in the news every day how death continues to come again and again into our broken world. We'll even lose our own lives to death at some point, no matter what we might do to try to push back the tide of that battle. To quote the band Kansas, all we are is dust in the wind. That is a pretty bleak future to be left facing, knowing that there's nothing that we can do to change what's coming. Death is coming for you, and it's inevitable. So what's stronger than death? Love is. Not just any love, but God's love. God's love for you. And the Bible is the story of God's love, love that breaks into our world of death in order to bring life. And we human beings have a problem understanding the infinite. We're limited. The infinite, that which has no beginning or end, surpasses our ability to comprehend or grapple with it. But what the Bible teaches is that the Son of God stepped into our humanity to deliver us from the power of death. Now, while Thanos, the mad titan, seeks godlike power in order to bring death, Jesus, God the Son, steps into our humanity. He sets aside infinite power as God in order to bring life. Jesus who is the servant king, is the lone actor who could or would do what needed to be done to save all of creation. He laid down his life for us so that we might have God's love, his infinite love, experience that which transcends us and bring us into a restored life with him. But a price needs to be paid. Without going into Avengers Infinity War spoilers territory, 
All I'll say is that you will see how various characters have to deal with that reality as their story progresses through the film. A price must be paid. Today we're people who have been redeemed, who have been bought back at a price. We've been bought back through Christ's suffering and death. And after the cross, we now celebrate the resurrection and the restored and redeemed life that we have in him. So how will the price that has been been paid shape your life? Speaking to his disciples before his suffering and death, Jesus told them, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. As you and I follow him, as we follow the servant king, let us love each other. Let us love our neighbors, even let us love our enemies with the love that God has for us. And that's nothing that we can do of our own power. We limited human beings need God's infinite love to break into our world and to break into our lives so that we can love those around us as God himself has loved us. God's infinite love, that love that we see in Christ, is the only power that overcomes sin and death. It is the only power that can transform our world, even when the mightiest heroes struggle to stand. Now, last weekend was a big, big weekend for Marvel Studios, but this weekend is a big weekend for us here at St. John's. Today, we celebrate the rite of confirmation as four of our young people come to stand up before us as their family in Christ to reaffirm the vows made in their baptism where they were united with Jesus' victorious death and resurrection. Pray for them. Pray for these young people because they are no different than you. Because the world is coming for them. Death is coming for them. It would have them crushed. It would see their faith dried up like ashes and blown away in the wind. And we've told both our confirmands and their families repeatedly that confirmation is not graduation. It is not the ending. It's a milestone in the Christian journey. And these young men who are standing up here, they're not superheroes, just like you are not superheroes. But together, we follow the one true hero who laid down his life for those he calls his friends. Death is coming for you. And even though death is coming, you can look ahead to the life which you have even now in Christ. Because he has won the war. His infinite love for you prevails. And he calls you his friend. Amen.